Blog Talk Radio. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Michael Cutler Hour. I am your host, Michael Cutler. It is Friday, and it is June the 22nd, 19, 19, wow, 2018. I think I just stepped into a time machine. I wish I was back perhaps in the the, uh, prior uh, century because I will tell you, uh, I never would have imagined that in 2018 we would see the kind of lunacy infect and infest America, Uh, and I'm talking about our politicians and the news media. My goodness gracious, where have we gone wrong? Um, Apparently, we've made some serious mistakes uh, in voting uh, on Election Day. Um, I have never seen such lunacy, and that's what this program is going to look at today. Um, Those of you familiar with me know that I'm a retired senior special agent with the former Immigration and Naturalization Service, the INS. And ever since 9-11, those terror attacks spurred me to go public to provide the perspectives um, and experiences that I acquired in my 30-year career with the INS, enforcing our immigration laws, arresting drug traffickers, violent felons, terrorists, uh, and even folks who, quote-unquote, simply... Uh, entered the United States illegally. I administered the laws. I conducted the interviews at ports of entry, and I spent a year as an adjudications officer um, determining whether or not aliens who had gotten married to citizens or lawful immigrants should themselves be granted lawful immigrant status. So I've had a pretty broad view of the immigration issue in ways that most people don't. And the immigration issue is one that impacts virtually every challenge and threat that confront America and Americans today. And uh, that's what this program is about. Um, Plowing through the lies, the smokescreen, the propaganda, the falsehoods, the fake news, the accusations, the artful use of language, all of which uh, have eroded our freedoms, and our ability as Americans to communicate openly and freely with one another. Uh, You know, I I want to start out by making the point that our birthright as Americans, the First Amendment guarantees of freedom of speech, must be practiced by everyone. When we are intimidated so that we are reluctant or unwilling to voice our viewpoints because of fear, because of intimidation, then the enemies of this country are winning. The way that we prevent them from winning is to make damn sure that we have the spine, the guts, the the chutzpah to speak our minds and speak our minds freely. That's our right, to not be intimidated. But we first need to educate ourselves about the issues because opinions that are not based on fact are worse than worthless. Uh, I was just speaking to some reporters today And I spoke about how when I would have dinner with my parents as a teenager, uh, if I started to run my mouth at that dinner table and it was clear to my parents that I didn't know from whence I spoke, 
my dad would look over his his eyeglasses with what I came to call the father look, and boy, it could stop my heart. And very pointedly, he would say to me with a very stern face and a stern voice, Mike, empty barrels make a lot of noise. So I have always endeavored to make certain that if I'm going to provide an opinion, that it's going to be based on fact and or experience, or I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I wish, I wish that so-called journalists would adhere to that fundamental principle that I learned from my terrific parents. If you don't have facts and information and experience, stop making noise because that's all you're doing. You're confounding the issue and you're making it impossible for people to develop an understanding of what's happening. You're certainly entitled to your opinions. I'm not trying to shut down opinions, but opinions that are based on thin air on a hair that grew into your ear and now you think you know what you're talking about, are, are, are dangerous. Do your homework, please. Get the facts straight. When I hear people say, well, I've heard and they say, uh, I, I want to run for my life. I've heard and they say aren't uh, reliable sources, certainly. And, and what I want to talk about at the outset are these unaccompanied minors that are coming across the border and the children coming across the border with their parents illegally. Because what we're looking at is a massive violation of our immigration laws. And what people seem to have lost sight of is why a country has borders and why our country has immigration laws. Contrary to the lies that you're being told, our immigration laws have nothing to do with race, religion, uh, or ethnicity, or bigotry, or xenophobia. In fact, if you read the immigration laws, you will realize that there is absolutely zero distinction made as to an alien's country of origin unless they come from a country that sponsors terrorism. And, and that was what President Trump was trying to prevent, aliens from those countries who cannot be vetted from entering the United States. That's what's in the law. But this isn't about brown skin or pink skin or purple skin or yellow skin or green skin or polka-dotted skin. It's about keeping out aliens who have dangerous communicable diseases, are severely mentally ill, are criminals, you know, murderers, drug dealers, bank robbers, rapists. Uh, we get the spies and terrorists and human rights violators and war criminals and fugitives from justice. And then we get to aliens who were previously deported aliens who are likely to become a public charge, or aliens who don't have the authority to work who would work, thereby competing unfairly with Americans, depriving Americans of jobs and or driving down the wages of people lawfully working in those same industries. That's what the law says. Title VIII, United States Code, Section 1182. You know, this isn't fantasy. It's not fake news. It's fact-based. It's law-based. It's reality-based. So we have a stampede of kids coming across the border with their parents. Attorney General Jeff Sessions very properly said, we're going to have a zero tolerance to illegal immigration. And the reason that we need to have that zero tolerance is because the 9-11 Commission made it crystal clear that first and foremost, the way that terrorists are able to attack us is to first enter the United States. The 9-11 Commission made it abundantly clear that border security is national security. It's common sense. 
as homeowners, as apartment dwellers. We have locks on our doors. We have doorbells or a door knocker or some other signaling device. We have a peephole. Why? So that when a stranger, a non-member of the family, someone who's not living with us, knocks on the door, rings the bell, whatever, we look through the peephole and we make a conscious, hopefully intelligent decision as to whether or not it is safe or wise to permit the stranger into our home. If you lock your door at night, especially when the police warn you that there are home invaders and burglars wandering around your neighborhood, you're not being antisocial, you're being prudent, you're being careful, you're being sensible, you're being smart. That's what our immigration laws are about. That's the job of the immigration inspector, or now it's the Customs and Border Protection. Border Protection. I'll say it again. Border Protection Inspector at the Port of Entry. I did that job for four years. I'm intimately familiar with it. And the guiding principles are enumerated in Title VIII, United States Code, Section 1182. Keep out the criminals and the terrorists and so forth. What's wrong with that? If we could have kept out those 19 hijackers on 9-11, 9-11 obviously couldn't have happened. The more than 3,000 people who by now who have perished because of those attacks, the numbers keeps climbing because people are passing away because they were exposed to toxins when the buildings collapsed. Those people would be alive and well today if 9-11 hadn't happened. If we had kept out the 9-11 hijackers, 9-11 could not have happened. It's a big if. There's a wonderful Yiddish expression. Uh, I'll clean that up slightly. If my grandmother had different genitals, she would have been my grandfather. Okay? If. The point that history should have taught us. That's the lesson we should have learned. That's what the 9-11 Commission warned us about. When was the last time, folks, when was the last time, other than perhaps my good friend Lou Barletta, who's running for the Senate from Pennsylvania, and I know he frequently quotes the 9-11 Commission. We've had many conversations, and he agrees that that's vital. But when was the last time you heard anybody talk about the 9-11 Commission report? They need to. You know, when an airplane crashes, the FAA and the NTSB come out to conduct an investigation to figure out why the plane crashed. Why do they do it? Well, yes, maybe because there are some lawsuits and there's liability issues. But the bigger issue is they're trying to learn from mistakes so we don't repeat the mistakes. My dad used to say to me, there's no mistakes in life, only lessons if we learn from that which goes wrong and change our way of doing things accordingly. Multiple failures of the immigration system permitted terrorists to gain entry into the United States. Multiple failures of the immigration system permitted terrorists to embed themselves. And how did they embed themselves? They acquired political asylum. They acquired green cards, lawful immigrant status. In some cases, they became U.S. citizens. Not just the 9-11 attackers, but attackers who were here before and since. The 9-11 Commission focused on some of them, the ones obviously that came before 9-11. The Sarnea family is a great example. They came on visas. They were from Russia. They did not want to go back to Russia. So they said, political asylum, we can't go home, we face a credible fear, that's the language of the law, a credible fear that we will face persecution or worse if you force us to go back to Russia. The United States, being the kind of country that it is, the welcoming country that it is, that we're all proud of, 
took the Tsarnaev family at their word and granted them political asylum. And as soon as they got political asylum, they hopped on airplanes and went back to Russia. There was no regime change. So what's the presumption we must make? The presumption must be that they lied. They committed immigration fraud. And in point of fact, the 9-11 Commission made it clear that immigration fraud was the key means of entry and embedding for terrorists. They lied, and they got away with it. So what did Congress do when they heard about this? And by the way, one of the Tsarnaev brothers became a U.S. citizen. The other tried, and there were problems with the application. We, the FBI was warned by the Russians and by the Saudis and so forth. I believe it was the Russians that triggered the initial problem. Plus, he had a, a criminal history of, of, of a spousal abuse. See, it's supposed to be a good moral character, not just whether or not you've been convicted of crimes, but how do you conduct yourself within your community. We actually used to take that seriously. Agents used to go out and knock on doors and say, hey, Charlie Smith from England is trying to become an American citizen. Pedro Gonzalez from Mexico is trying to become an American citizen. You know, uh, what kind of guy is he? Does he beat his wife? Does he hang out with prostitutes? Does he use drugs? Is he an alcoholic? And, and if the neighbors said, oh, this guy's a terrible guy because when he gets drunk, he beats up his kids, and one day he killed the kid's pet, well, that guy's not going to become a citizen. He lacks good moral character. We don't do that anymore. We can't move those applications fast enough, and that really started with the Clinton administration. A program called CUSA. Oh, my goodness, I can't believe that I messed up my uh, programming. I'm going to redo this program tomorrow. I apologize for the uh, mistake that I made in programming the computer. There's so much information that I want to give to you. So tomorrow I will do another podcast so that you will be able to hear the information that I had planned to provide you today. Once the computer kicks in, um, I'm not able to change the computer. I made a mistake in my programming today, folks. So please bear with me. Check out my website, michaelcutler.net. Please check out my article at frontpagemag.com. Uh, I have an article all about uh, the stampede of aliens for the border, and I hope to do a podcast tomorrow so that you will uh, be able to get the entire message that I had planned to deliver to you today. My apologies. Please get involved in our government, folks. Remember, democracy is not a spectator sport. I hope you have a great evening, and I look forward to repeating this, or continuing the program either tomorrow or the day after. I, I beg your forbearance. I messed up. I'll speak to you soon. Oh, my goodness.